moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the Muay Thai Tiger. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Where's Devin? Big Duke can't make it this week. Getting ready for the home run derby. Is that coming up? Uh, the all-star weekend. So I think that's coming up pretty soon. They're still doing the voting. So Sick, sick. Uh, today it's uh, June 29th. It's a Tuesday. And you're listening to the Hogsman Podcast. Had a nice little weekend, mm-hmm. Adam. Uh, Saturday, went to a Muay Thai. Uh, it's like an amateur event. Yeah. Whatever amateur is, think of like below that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that it looked like. It was, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I actually had a really good time. Like, you know, it was kind of like surprising how much fun it was. Uh, but it was over in Coronado. And it was at the high school over there. And, yeah, it was a lot of people there, man. It was crazy. And uh, it was fun, man, watching the people I train with uh, do their little fights and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was like real, you know, it's like real technical sparring. Yeah. I can't even say it's like a real, like, you know, amateur fight or anything like that. You know, they they, they basically put the the reins on them pretty well. You know, like you can't go like maybe like 70%, 80%. Because you know they don't want they don't need anybody getting knocked out or, or yeah because that could easily happen yeah yeah exactly but it was pretty cool man it was fun to watch I enjoyed it uh, you know getting to watch the the people that I train with do their little stuff and some did good some of them you know you, you could see where they need work and all that kind of stuff and it was crazy man some of these some of these like these these little you know fights. You know, you'd see like two cats step out on the mat, and they're both in pretty good shape. And you're like, "Oh, what do we got here?" And uh, you know, it actually was like a pretty entertaining, you know, fight to watch. So yeah, it was fun, man. You wouldn't find me catching, you know, doing that stuff though. I ain't gonna get kicked in the head for no reason. You wouldn't even do it as like, like a little sparring thing. No, I don't think so. I mean, I've already like with wrestling alone, there's already enough toll on my body and probably enough <laughs> shots to the head to where like I don't need like. At 38 years old, I don't need to be fighting or starting no fight career. You know what I'm okay. saying? So you're not Batista, is what you're saying? I am not Batista. No, he's a he's he's a lot better at at, uh, at aging than me. So, but it was fun, man. I enjoyed it. And then uh, when I left, getting home, getting off the island, got stuck behind a protest. Ugh. Yeah, they're protesting the uh, the tortilla throwing incident that happened. Oh, they're still did, making a big deal out which of it, which we did, which we did still talk about last week. Yeah, and they're still talking about it on the news. Like, I, I'm just like, I can't believe this is that big of a deal. Nobody died. You know, it, it, it turns out it was like a guy who's older than me that ended up bringing the tortillas for some unknown reason. The guy's like half Hispanic, anyways. Yeah, it's just crazy, like that. It's this big of a deal, and uh, you know, they're talking about like, oh, they like. They should pull like the championship or whatever that 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 game was. I think it was like a championship game. Yeah. They should pull that championship or that uh, that championship win away from the team. It's like I don't think it was the team guys. I think it was like the fans. Yeah, and you can't take championships away because of the way fans acted. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird, man. I feel like it's just it's very overblown. It's very overblown. But that's the kind of world that we're living in right now with yeah. the news. Like anything that they can go. Oh man, there's a uh, there's a a racial issue somewhere in here. We're gonna we're gonna 
even if it's not a racial yeah. issue, they're still going to try and you know expose it for as much of a racial issue as they possibly can because people aren't going to look beyond what the news is telling them. You know? Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. I've had a whole conversation with somebody yesterday where they just started spouting off all this nonsense to me. And I'm like, where did you see that? And they go, TikTok. <laughs> and I went, this is how people get information. Now they see one thing on TikTok and they never research it any further. Nope. That's and it. It's just man. like, oh it's God. annoying. Uh, but anyway, so I did that. And then, oh, luckily I know Coronado enough or well enough to where I was able to get around the protest. So I didn't have to like, cause they were going out, you know, do you know Orange, or Coronado very well? Not really. I know the bridge and a little bit of when you get on the island. So but... the Orange Avenue, which is like the yeah. main street that goes down Coronado, that's where they were they, they oh, were geez. walking down, and uh, it was blocking all that. So I was I was able to get around it, which was were they just nice. marching or were they just kind of blocking the road? They were like walking slowly, and then they would stop. I only I was only behind them for like I don't know ten minutes, and because I'm guessing they were trying to like get on the bridge. And by the time I got around them and I got onto the bridge, I could tell like Highway Patrol was already out yeah. there. Like Coronado PD was already like blocking off the, uh, you know, the, the the road that led to the to the bridge. So uh, you know, because they don't, you don't want that shit going on on the bridge. No, because that bridge is very uh, it's, easy to fall off of, and it's say. very it's very high. And if you get someone in some kind of confrontation, the first thing they're going to think of doing is trying to throw them off the bridge. Yep, yep. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, that was my Saturday. It was. Uh, I went to the Muay Thai fight, and it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. That's Good already job. a busy weekend right there. Yeah. And it wasn't over yet. It wasn't over. And then uh, Sunday, had, uh, I had to head up to Escondido. So I went from Coronado to Escondido and uh, worked for Global Lucha Libre. It was cool, man. It's a nice little event. Nice little crowd there, too, man. Probably, you know, it was like in the back of uh, that little tattoo, tattoo shop up there. Yeah. And uh, there was probably like 150 people there. It was nice, man. That it was a fun crowd too, man. Fun crowd. And uh, I had to. Uh, I decided to work face that night. Wow. And your boy can still get over. There you go. He can still get over. I worked uh, Primo Genio, Trebeca. I'm pretty sure I said I said that perfectly. Did you ask him? Uh, I've asked him before. Okay. And uh, yeah, he did a great job, man. He, he did a good job. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And it was like, it was uh, it was so funny because we were going over the match in the back, and like for some reason, man, I just couldn't remember shit that day. And I, like, I was like, you know, finally, him and I came to agreement. Like, let's just scrap a lot of this. Let's just scrap because you know it's just like, eh, everything we're missing or everything we're we're, we're forgetting about is. Let's just scrap it then. Yeah, let's just scrap it. That's it, man. So it was fun, man. I. Uh, I enjoyed the little match, and uh, like I said, the crowd was cool, man. It was good. It was a good time, and uh, go check out Global Lucha Libre in the future if you can. So that's about my weekend. I think that's about it. How about you? What'd you do? Uh, I went to a place called Campland by the Bay. Yeah, it's right down there, PB. Yeah, right down PB. Uh, my girlfriend is in the middle of this whole big move. It's a fucking nightmare. They had to fumigate their house, so they had to, they just stayed down there. They got a trailer set up down there. Really cool place. Like yeah. it's got like a little store, like basketball courts, pool. It's right by the water, so you can yep. see the fireworks from SeaWorld at night. So, you know, I went down there a couple of days over the weekend, did that, and then pretty much just hung out the rest of the weekend. So Sweet. it was fun. It's a, it's a fun place. I can see why people would like go in there because it's like camping, but it's like not. Yeah. Like you bring like you, I see people with these like giant RVs, and I'm just like, that's the way I would camp. Yeah. If I exactly. could camp, like at this point in my life, I'm not going to sleep on the ground somewhere. 
going to set up no tent. Yeah, set up no tent. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, man. It was a beautiful weekend out too, yes. man. It was really nice. Yes, it was. And unfortunately, these past two days have just been kind of like overcast. Yeah, right, yes. now, right now, it's very overcast. Yeah. yeah. But uh, man, at that at that uh, that Muay Thai event. So like, it was weird. The uh, All the people that I trained with, I got there... At the, the event was supposed to start at like one o'clock, but the guy, the trainer, he was like, these things are always start late. And, uh, he goes, it's, start, it's supposed to start at one, but I guarantee it won't. So I showed up around like one thirty, one forty-five, And for about like an hour and a half, two hours, it was just like, they must group up like the teams, I guess, yeah. you know, cause you have like, you know, multiple fighters from, from one gym and all you would see is like you, obviously some people had like you know shirts representing the shirt the, you know the 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 gym that they 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 uh, trained at, but you'd also see the coaches because there was like three mats, so you'd have three fights going on at a time, and you would see these coaches kind of like just constantly being in a corner, and then finally it got to the point where my gym started do, their fights started happening, and it was just like back to back to back to back to yeah. back, you know it was like boom 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 boom. I think there was like probably like six six or seven guys that fought and girls um but it was just like so like once it's like the first our first like you know what do you call him like i wouldn't call him a teammate but the first guy that fought fight, fought out of our gym right after that it was like boom boom back to back to back you know you know fights so that was like a lot of fun yeah and uh i think one of the kids he, he did a great job man he he must be like 20 years old at the oldest i'm guessing went out there and fought and and he did a great job man but i think he like got heat exhaustion because like we're in a gymnasium yeah. there's a lot of bodies in there it's already it, it was nice weather out but it was like you know not like too hot in the gym but i'm sure he's got like headgear on you know i'm sure it's like hotter yeah out there on the mat fighting because they, they were doing you know they, they were doing three two minute rounds and uh, i think he like overheated Cause like they had to like call the ambulance on him. Oh jeez! Like he like couldn't couldn't get up out. I mean they were going at it, which was fun to watch. Yeah. But uh, I was scared for a second, man, because I was I've I've watched plenty of things on like heat exhaustion. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, hey, like I don't know if this is my call, but like somebody should probably call the ambulance. Yeah. Because you know like this, you know something's going on right now, and and it's it's scaring me. He was like kind of like not responding to like question sometimes. Oh yeah. That's definitely heat exhaustion or something. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like looking at people, like people were like coming over with like smell and salt being like, here, just put this under his nose. And I'm like, I don't know, man, maybe like call an ambulance, call some professionals. Cause this is more than just, you know, him being really tired. And that kind of mentality is like why some like athletes died back in the day yeah. because of it. Cause they just be like, Oh, just drink some water. And yeah. I'm like, oh, at a certain point, water is not the only thing they need. They yeah. Need more medical help. You know what they? You know what, what works for uh, heat exhaustion? What's ice that? baths. Ice baths. Yeah, I watched the thing on Real Sports. Actually, it's, I think it's like multiple times they've covered it. But like these kids that like mostly football, right? Yeah. Football. You know, you're under a bunch of pads. Uh, it's usually like the summertime that you're you're doing like two a days. You know, leading up to the school year. Yep. You're out. You know, in these places that can get really really hot. You got coaches that are just teachers that don't know really shit about like first aid or anything like that so you have kids going out there working you know really hard training really hard practicing really hard two a days 
and some kids will get get overheated. Yeah. And some kids have like it's it's scary. The there was an NFL player, I think his name was Corey Stringer, died of it really? during like training camp. He just died of heat exhaustion. And I'm yeah. like, it's scary. This man. W- it wasn't even that long ago. It was like, did you see the um, the Angels pitcher yesterday? Negative. Who just in the middle of his start just started throwing up. Really? Yeah, because he it was hot. Because he just got heat exhaustion really bad, or he got dehydrated or whatever. He just literally he threw a pitch, turned around, and then just started puking all over the mound Ugh. and they had to take him out of the game Damn. and i'm just like yeah, like I, I know it's like you can't do much about the heat other than like you know drink drink water try yeah. to stay hydrated yeah. but like you know so i hear on sometimes on the baseball field it's like way more hot than like even it is in the stands probably like they're like oh yeah it's like 120 degrees on the field i'm like that seems pretty hot yeah that probably. seems pretty uncomfortable yeah man it was it, it, it when i've watched these uh episodes of uh real sports it's crazy, man, because all like these football teams need is just an ice, like a, yeah. like a tub and ice and water. That's it. And a lot of these schools are like, oh, we can't afford it. Yeah. And it's like, yes, you can. Or like, we, we don't have any way to maintain it. And it's like, you have, yes, yeah. you can. Just got, seriously, like you, you guys are going to risk like kids dying over just like a, a big tub, yeah. water and ice. I bet you every high school in Texas has has like cold tubs like that. I bet you every like high school in like Alabama, all those football cities, I bet they all have that kind of stuff. But I hope they when do. When you go to like San Diego, I'm I'm sure there's a couple of schools that are like, we can't afford that shit. Yeah. I don't know. What is uh what else is going on? What's going on in the wrestling world? Any any fun uh anything fun to talk about? No, uh, there were more releases last week. That's right. Yes, I saw so, that. Off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly well, who they all uh, were. My buddy Anthony Green, yes. who was also known as August Gray, he uh, he got released. <laughs> Fucking hilarious what he did. The loser leaves town thing. Yeah, and that, that was against Tyler funny. Breeze, right? Uh, no, it was against another guy on okay. Two Hundred Five Live. So, uh, my buddy Anthony Green, who I used to wrestle with up at WCWC, great guy. He's out of uh, he's out of Massachusetts, and then he got signed to uh, WWE. So he's living down in Florida, I'm guessing mm-hmm. right now. But he, uh, he, uh, he, he got signed probably about a year ago. He was he was uh, with Evolve. Yeah. He uh, he he was working with Evolve, and then Evolve kind of went 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 under, I guess. Yeah. G- Gabe Sapolsky started working for WWE, so it kind of just. And they ended up uh, hiring a few people from Evolve into the, uh, you know, uh, development program, and. Uh, Anthony was one of them, and yeah. he changed his name to August Gray. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was getting used on like two hundred five, I believe. I think he got was on NXT a, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And uh, anyways, he he got released, but uh, he it was funny because when he got released, didn't he have a so they were airing that two hundred five live match that night, yeah, which they probably taped the week before or something yeah. like that. Well, WWE re- yeah. released like the little promo sh- photo of him and whoever the person was he was he was working. So he quoted tweet or quoted the tweet or whatever he read, like this is a loser leaves town match because yeah. it was already yeah released that or it, it was already news that he got released it was hilarious anyways yeah. well apparently what happened is I, I don't know they just decided again to do cuts and this time the Nick Khan guy I forget what his title is basically was just like I don't care who they're married to I don't care who they're related to just let's let's cut some people yeah and they cut a lot of people who they probably shouldn't have cut but. They are yeah. going to have ramifications for this at some point when these certain p- 
people's spouses' contracts run up and they're like, oh, do you want to stay? No, I'm going to leave. It's just, you know, you got to, I wouldn't get too emotional that way about it. No, no, but like, you know, because a lot of these guys, they're going to find places to work that are going to use them better. They'll be fine. But the thing is like, realize that, you know, the emotions won't pay the bills. Yeah. You know, if somebody's got a good contract, a good deal going on, a good thing going on, hey, keep making the money. Yeah. <laughs> keep making the money. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's business. Yeah. It's business, man. But yeah, I was I was sad to see that Anthony uh, got released. He's a great guy. He's fucking hilarious. He was one of my favorite people to hang out with uh, up at WCWC. And uh, yeah, man, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully he gets picked up somewhere else. Who else got released? Uh, the list is Fandango, Tyler Breeze. Which you know what's is nuts? Fandango when he first got brought up to the main roster, the motherfucker was over. Mm-hmm. The people you know, remember the fans were all doing his dance, yep. his music, and all that kind of stuff. It's weird, man. It's weird how like the Fed brings these guys up and then just fucking gives them a push and then halts it. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's just it's. It's apparently Vince is very fickle is what I always hear. He just kind of just gives up on guys quickly. Yeah. Cause then, Tyler Breeze is the same way. He brought him up and started to push him and then just, nope. I almost feel like it's the worst thing that can happen to you. If you're like in NXT is get brought up to the main roster. That's yeah. 100%. That's exactly at this point, but it's like, Oh, I don't want to get called up. Like, and, and Tyler Breeze has been there for a while. Yeah. Same he, with Fandango. Yep. They've been there for a long time. Because he man. was there way before he was Fandango. He was Johnny Curtis, and he was on like the original NXT when they would do it on the internet. Crazy, man. But uh, Killian Dane, another one that got released. Uh-huh. Uh, Aria Divari. Uh-huh. Uh, Marina Shafir, who's Roderick Strong's wife. Yep, and she's one of the uh, Ronda Rousey's yep. chicks. Ever Rise, which was a tag team. They're really good friends with Kevin Owens. Okay. So uh, I saw a lot of people hyping uh, or putting over Ever, Ever Rise. They're very, they they're very charismatic guys, and I know that when Owens used to travel in the Indies, he would just bring them and get them booked on shows to wrestle, and then that's how they kind of got out there more. Because apparently, when you're up in Canada, it's really hard to get booked in the states because no one's ever sees you. Yeah. So plus, you really you only only kind of get there through word of mouth. I wonder if there's also like issues like getting across the border and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, they live in Florida now, but yeah, oh, okay. but I'm sure there is those issues too, especially cuz you know, when they were when they were on the Indies, Steen lived in like Montreal, mm-hmm. which the flights from Montreal to any like even from here to California, they're like $1000. So you're really putting in an investment if you're bringing those people in back yeah. then. Uh Tony Nice, the Bollywood Boys, August Gray and Kurt Stallion. Yeah, a lot of like sounds like a lot of two hundred five guys. Yeah, I wonder if they're just gonna do away with that two hundred five thing. I mean, I, I honestly didn't even know they still did it. Yeah, I used to like it when they first started, but then it just kind of turned into what it always does, where they just don't give a shit. It's weird, man. When they first had the net, like released the network, and uh, you know they had like that two hundred five tournament. That was sick. You know, they they were doing so many cool things on the network for like a brief moment. And then it just became like people forget Kota Ibushi was in the WWE yeah. for like a little bit, and like to think about that now, you're like, that's pretty crazy. That, that tournament had all those people in it. That was a great tournament to watch. I I watched it and I loved it. Yep. And uh, I don't know, man. Have you? Do you have Peacock? I do. Now, do you watch anything on WWE? Like, do you watch the I don't know WWE app or whatever? No, the hell it is? I I will probably give it a chance again. Once money in the bank hits when there's crowds again, just to see if there's like a different feeling when I watch. Cause when I watch it now, it's like, it looks like you're doing it in like a sound studio with like fake people just cheering you. And yeah. 
there's yeah. nothing exciting about that to me. So when things come back to normal, maybe I'll start watching it again. But no, I, I have, I had Peacock already. So it's kind of like, I didn't get Peacock for the WWE network. Yeah. I got it. Cause the office is on there. Parks and rec is on there. Other stuff is on there that I want to watch. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I just, I feel like that network was really, really cool. When oh, it, first, it was uh, awesome when it first started. There was so much stuff to watch. That was interesting and like fun and to watch. Recently, I mean, obviously when they took it out, like they they merged it with with Peacock. I, I didn't I didn't yeah. follow, but uh, man, they had like a lot of cool stuff. Like I said, like that two hundred five tournament was cool. They had the women's tournament. They had yeah, NXT, they had which when because NXT wasn't on TV and that was like must watch every week on the network. It was yeah. like I don't know, man. And I don't know if you heard this this morning, but there was like a thing that got debunked that canyon semen was gone too okay but that a bunch of people later said that wasn't true but apparently uh sanjay dutt just left like two weeks ago oh, he, he was, was like an agent a producer agent. yeah yeah and but the, the canyon semen one i thought was a pretty big deal but it turned out not to be true at yeah. least right now i think there's something really like fishy going on with WWE right now yeah i don't know this the new guy that's in charge kind of just seems like he's running it He's running it more like a business than I think Vince ever did. Like he's just kind of like, like the last couple of years they've just been signing people. He's uh-huh. like, we well, have too many people. Yeah, which which you know everyone said for years like there's too many people here. Yeah, we got to get rid of some people. You know, so trim, maybe that's trim some, trim some fat. Yeah, like maybe that's better for some of these guys because now they can get out there and it's one hundred percent better. Yeah, but it's also like WWE is almost helping their competition if their product doesn't improve because now all of a sudden you're gonna have all these talents go to all these other places where they're gonna shine, and you're gonna look at it and be like, oh we fucked up on that guy and that guy and that girl like well that's fine because guess what they can always come back to WWE that's true you that's, know like yeah. they're they're always going to as, as long as they left on a good you know good note you know they didn't do anything stupid after they got released they can always go back to WWE of course yeah you know if the w, if if they want him back it's not like WWE's going to be like oh man we really we really screwed up with that guy you know, because like, let's say he goes to like MLW or ROH or something like that. Yeah. And they get over, they go, "Oh, sick, sweet, all right, bring him back." Yeah. You know, they'll always the WWE's always gonna be able to offer more money. Yeah. You know, than a lot of the competition. I think wait, AEW might be the only person uh, place that can really match. Yeah, and even they gotta kind of chill on the hiring for a little bit because yeah. they keep bringing in people. Yeah, but yeah, I was listening to some Samoa Joe interview, and I guess the day he got fired, they literally Triple H literally called him the same day to bring him back. <laughs> so like again, it's like it, it that looks good in one way, but also looks like complete disorganization between people in charge. Yeah, like one person is like you're fired, the next person is like hold on, yeah, we want to bring you back. And it's like okay, well, what if Joe is like vindictive and was like, oh, I want to go somewhere else and just tell you guys to fuck off? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like some, something's going on with the WWE. Like something's coming, like. They have something in the works, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, they're 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 getting ready for a sell or something like that." Something like that, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just it's weird. There's a, I mean, all these cuts that have happened. Obviously, I can understand them. You know, you got just too many people on the roster, yeah. but it's just weird that like they're just letting go of so many people, even like backstage behind the 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 scenes guys. Especially since they're going to be going back on the road soon. Those backstage guys are way more important for house shows than they are for TV. Yeah, because like you know, and they have all these lower card guys. Like those are the that's where they get their time to wrestles on house shows. Yep. And if they're not going to have the house shows, then I guess maybe then you do cut a lot of talent because you don't need them. But I don't know. Maybe people are still worried because now everyone's talking about this new Delta variant of COVID that everyone's freaking out about. So 
maybe everyone's just worried that we're just going to go back to lockdown in a couple of months. Yeah. Bunch of nervous Nellies. I mean, yeah, that's I. That's the way I, I don't want to live that way. It's like, nope. I just want to go to baseball games and <laughs> stuff like that. I just want to go back to normal. In normal stuff. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something, but I can't remember now. But yeah, all these people are going to be, uh, you know, I, I always think it's funny when like these releases happen and people like talk shit about the WWE. They're like, I saw you then, comment on someone's tweet and I, I, I forgot what it was about. It was about someone. I think it was the Ethan HD guy said something, and oh. then you commented on. Well, oh, 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 that that's right. That that female writer. Oh yeah, yeah. She basically went on a podcast or some kind of interview and basically said, like, yeah, I don't know shit about wrestling. Yeah. Like, doesn't know who the champion is, all that kind of stuff. She uh, she got hired. I can't remember yeah. her name's like Kenise or something like that. Mobley. Yes, that's it, Kenise Mobley. So she got hired by the WWE however long or like recently I believe yeah, or something like that. Yeah. It was pretty recently. She had admitted like she has no idea about professional wrestling and uh but she has a writing yeah. background yeah. for TV and comedy or something like that. And uh went on a podcast admitted that she has not no idea about wrestling or any history or doesn't really have any interest in wrestling. And uh and then the you know of course the internet blows up like blew up like yeah. Oh, she, uh, this is why WWE is going down the crapper. You know, they're hiring people that don't have any experience in pro wrestling and don't really care about pro wrestling. Yada, yada, yada. Then she gets, uh, then she gets released. And then people are like, oh, that's fucked up that they released. <laughs> and like, they don't understand that you're the reason that she got released. Cause they didn't care that she said that they care that it got out there and that it made them look really dumb. Yeah. Like they don't, they have plenty of writers there that probably have zero clue about wrestling now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like you, like you said in the tweet, there are wrestlers who will wrestle who don't well, care. So that's the thing. People are mad. They're like, Oh, these people like, you know, WWE's hiring people that writers that don't even care about wrestling. Yeah. Well, the thing is they hire people to become wrestlers that have no idea about wrestling. Kurt Angle famously hated pro wrestling. He went to an ECW show and thought it was, the worst piece of shit he'd ever seen. Yeah. And then he, they offered him money and he decided to do it and he ended up loving it. Money talks. But fucking Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar hates wrestling. Yeah. But he is really successful at it. So why would he stop doing it? Like, there are plenty of people who who do it who don't give a fuck about wrestling. Yeah. And that's, I've brought this up multiple times on the podcast that I have no interest in soccer. Yeah. But if a major league soccer team came to me and said, because major league or uh, not major league, but like uh, what's the, the European uh, soccer league? I have no idea. The one with like Real Madrid and, uh, yeah, yeah. and all that. I don't know what you're talking about. Like they make those, the, yeah. like if we think like athletes over here are famous, over like in Europe internationally, soccer player, they famous, famous. Yeah. Like, have you ever watched the show Ted Lasso? No. It's on Apple TV. It's basically about this football coach from America who becomes a soccer coach. Okay. It's a fantastic fucking show. All right. Like you'll watch it and you'll fall in love with it immediately. It's Jason Sudeikis. It's very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's basically what you're talking about. It's like he had no clue about football but or, or soccer, football, they call it out there. And he went out there and he coached a soccer team. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's went just as well as you think it would go. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, I have no interest in soccer, but if, if, if Real Madrid came to me and said, hey, by the way, we're going to teach you how to play soccer because we think you have something yeah. to, to, to do this, we'll pay you. You're going to learn how to play soccer. You're going to get paid. Yeah. That's, that's a very important thing to say. 
you're going to learn and you're going to get paid. That's a big thing. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, keep that in your mind, please. And then uh, we'll see what happens. I'd be like, oh, sick. I love soccer. It's fantastic. Yep. You know, totally bullshitting. Now, let's let's put this over to pro wrestling terms, right? Instagram models. Uh, influencers. I don't know what the hell, that, whatever. Uh, people on Instagram with X amount of followers. Yeah. WWE reaches out to them and goes, hey, you're a, a fitness influencer. On Instagram, you have, you know, um, five hundred thousand people following you, and uh, you want to come do a, a, a WWE tryout. You have interest in playing, being a pro wrestler. Uh, here's the perks. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if we do bring you on, we'll train you to be a pro wrestler. We'll pay you to train. We'll pay you to train, and uh, and you know you'll be on TV. You'll be a uh, famous. And now remember, these are in, these are people that are on Instagram yeah. as influencers going, wait a minute, fame? You just you just said the magic word right there, fame. You know? You're basically describing Trish Stratus. There wasn't Instagram back then, but that's basically what they did. She, she was, was like a, a fitness, uh, fitness model, model fitness and model. they just took her and taught her how to wrestle. And people talk about Trish like she's yep. one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Yep. And she had no interest in wrestling. Yep. And... uh the uh, so, anyways, then they you know that's what they do. They 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 look for people that are, are online on Instagram that have a lot a big following, and look like they're athletes, obviously, or they're or former like professional or college or some kind of high level of competition yeah. athlete, and they bring them in. And these people have no idea about pro wrestling, and uh, now these people go, I love it. Yeah, and usually they love it for about a year. Or the time being, until they don't need to, they, you know, either they get released because it's just not working out, or maybe they don't get picked up. Because a lot of times, what the WWE will say is, "Hey, come to this tryout, and uh, we'll see what you got." Now, if they don't pick them up immediately right there, they'll be like, "Hey, go find a school mm-hmm. in your local area, and uh, keep keep learning, you know, the basics and all that kind of stuff, and uh, we'll, you know, stay in contact." So then these people go, "Oh, sick! I'm gonna get signed." And they'll go to a local school and be like, I love this, man. This is great. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, you know, WWE isn't contacting them. And uh, they go, ah, I'm going to move on to something else, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, like, listen, you offer fame, money to people that changes that changes uh, yeah. opinions on, on certain things. There's not a single person in this world that would turn it down. No. The people bitching, if that was them, they would not turn it down. No. No, so that's when people are talking about like, oh, well, that's why WWE's in the shitter is and and their and their product is so bad right now is because they're hiring writers with no uh, uh, wrestling uh, knowledge, passion, interest, you know, just no idea about pro wrestling. They're hiring writers to write a pro wrestling show that have no idea about pro wrestling. Well, they're hiring wrestlers that have no idea about the history of pro wrestling. Don't really care about becoming like a good professional wrestler they just want to be famous yep it happens all the time man so it's just it is what it is man you can't you can't do anything about it like it's you know the product the product doesn't suck because of the writers necessarily yeah i don't know no it it is part of the writers but it is also the guy who makes the final decisions yeah that is true. you could have a great idea and give it to him and he could be like this sucks yeah and then he turns it into his own idea that's true so you know 
there, but there, there definitely is writing that's like, all right, well, I don't think Matt Riddle needs to be writing uh, fake uh, get out of sin, uh, school sick notes is for Randy what, Orton. Is that what he's doing right well, now? Last night on Raw, there was some note that Randy Orton wrote that was clearly written by Matt Riddle, but it was like written like a kid forging his parents' like note. And he was saying, oh, uh, I, I'm okay with Matt Riddle taking my spot in the Money in the Bank or something like that. I'm like... This is the kind of stupid shit. Like you're turning like the whole Matt Riddle character. I'm like, he's a stoner, so I guess maybe he would do something dumb like that. But like, a 30 year old's gonna see that and be like, this is so dumb. This is childish. This is childish. Like there's sh- like I tell people all the time. Like there's shit that like as I'm watching it sometimes, if somebody walked in the room during a specific part of the show, I'd be so embarrassed that I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just I'm just like oh my god. It's just so fu- funny how like how far away. You know, pro wrestling used to be about like uh, masculinity, yeah, uh, badass dudes fighting, yeah. bit, solving problems in the ring, all that kind of stuff. And now it's become like, yeah, like childish yeah. humor, and it's just weird, man. It's just, and, I, and I'm not saying that across the board for pro wrestling, but I'm saying mostly WWE. Oh, it's yeah. become more of a childish comedy. Yeah. I guess you could say. And then you watch the other channel and you know, there's some stuff on there. I don't like either on AEW, but like last week they had a match with Kenny Omega and jungle boy, a guy who shouldn't be anywhere near the title. And I believed that he might win the title. They made me believe like they actually, I was like, Oh, okay. Uh That was a good match. And I like jungle boy. I think he's really good. I don't think he's anywhere near ready for the title yet. He's a fill out a little bit. He's a a little bit. I don't, but I don't know his body type, how much bigger he can get. Yeah. Like, you know, I know, I know, I know you're going to allude to him doing a little bit of the gas. Yeah. He come become jungle man, be jungle man. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I'm just like, they go, they use such an old school, like mentality of the way they book stuff that it's like, Oh, this is simple. I don't need to like overanalyze everything they're doing. Whereas on WWE, it's like, why is Alexa bliss dressed up like a Chucky doll? Like (laughs) what, why is that happening? Like, um, but anyways, yeah, so, you know, whoever's mad about that uh, female writer getting hired uh, without any experience in pro wrestling or knowledge of pro wrestling, hey, man, they hire the people to wrestle that that don't care about Freddie it. Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer for WWE at one point. But he actually had... He actually he was awesome. He had some great ideas. He, he talked about was the a podcast. fan. Yes. He was a fan of yes. pro wrestling, which is cool. And that's the thing, man. I really think they need to start kind of going back to that style of like hey man you do you do like pro wrestling right like yeah. i don't care if you wrote for friends you know like this is a different audience yeah exactly it's, it's and that's i think the only problem with bringing in writers who have nothing to do with wrestling like they're writing to a different crowd yeah like if you're a sitcom writer you're writing to only the people in the like the crowd at the moment for the funny thing that you're trying to do mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily understand like oh you got to extend this a couple of weeks yeah because sitcoms are week by week there's no continuing storyline in a sitcom usually it's always this, it's like oh what kind of trouble are are they going to get into this week yeah but yeah i feel like that's weird too because it's like if you're trying to like explain to like a writer who had no experience in pro wrestling you know being like, hey, listen, we got to get the we got to get the crowd to really like this person. Yeah, you know, like but not be so over the top that they end up hating him. That exactly, we can't force them down yeah. their throat, but we need to do something to make you know, like you have to like almost have to like explain like getting over, yeah, and all this stuff, and you know, it's like and pro wrestling is so, it's such a 
a weird concept of getting over. Nobody yeah. gets nobody really gets over the same way. You know, some people have a different path. You look at the route that The Rock took yeah. to get over. You know, like they shoved him down your throat as this guy who's, you know, smiling ear to ear. You know, he's a third generation wrestler. You know, all this kind of stuff. And the crowd was like, get fucked. Yeah. You know, get fucked. At, at that, for that time, uh, that period of time. Yep. The late 90s. What was it? Yeah, it was about late 97 90s, right? is when he debuted. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the, back then, there was just a different mentality you know the, the the audience the fans of wrestling just had a different mentality man it, because it was, austin was blowing up and that was like what people wanted and then you're like this guy is the bad guy to me now yeah it reflected society yeah you know they they wanted the guy who said fuck off to your boss drank beer kicked ass you know stomped mud holes all that kind of stuff and now you're giving him this guy who's you know smiling ear yeah. to ear and they're like get fucked dude yeah. then they boo the motherfucker out of the stadium. Chant, die, Rocky, die. Die, Rocky, die. And then he comes back, what, six months later, something like that, under yeah. a new gimmick? No, he just comes back and he joins the nation. But it was like a time frame, right, Like that he left, like a few months. I think he was like hurt. That. I think he got yeah. hurt, yeah. And uh, they came, he, he, you know, he came back and was the biggest heel and then got over as a face by being the heel. Yep. You know, so it's like that's kind of hard to – explain to a writer like listen yeah. man this is this is gonna sound weird <laughs> they're like listen so darth vader at one point is gonna become the good guy yeah yeah and luke skywalker is gonna become the bad guy yeah if you try to explain that to a writer they're gonna be like that doesn't make any sense yeah exactly but in wrestling it makes perfect sense because these characters continuously flip-flop through the years and evolve and all that yeah. kind of stuff i don't know that's that's the scary thing about like i guess bringing in people to write for a show that don't have any interest because wrestling is you know, it's it's pretty complex. Yeah. You know, especially you're doing it weekly, a weekly TV show. And I, I don't know if these writers write for all. I think, yeah, probably not one that writes for Raw or, you know, a, a group of writers for Raw, a group of yeah. writers for SmackDown, and maybe a group of writers for t NXT if they have that. I don't even know if I, they have yeah, that. Yeah, I think they have a couple of guys that write NXT, but they're all they're different. I think they're all different. But that's you, tough, man. Yeah. You can just ask, you know, guys that uh, run like local indie shows once a month. That's 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 rough just once a month, you know, trying to get, you know, everybody together, trying to keep storylines going, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, imagine trying to do that weekly. That's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I saw people were all mad about that chick getting hired and then they got mad at her for being fired or they, <laughs> they got mad at WWE for hiring her and then they got mad at WWE for firing her. And it's just like, ah, well, you know. All right. You know, one of the funniest things you said damned there. If you do, damn if you don't. About the characters evolving is that I think people actually rejected the Steve Austin and the rock evolving. Like, like, do you remember when like they turned Austin heel and then people were like, no, I don't want, I don't want that. And I'm like, yeah, so you just want the same Austin you've always had. Eh, and the rock know, too is like, they liked Hollywood rock, but I think they wanted the old rock. It's more, I wouldn't say it's the, it's about timing. Yeah. It's about timing. You can, you, you know, back. I remember when they, they, it was a WrestleMania, right? And yeah, it was the, when he the, uh, joined Vince. Yeah, the, just... I thought the time. I thought that was a great moment, but the crowd instantly was like, "No." Well, the thing is, like, you have this great feud between Vince and Austin that was, you know, for years. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they side with each other, and it's like, ah, you know, like, yeah, it just wasn't. It was just bad timing, I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, they could have done it maybe another time down in the future, down the road. 
when maybe they saw that that Austin wasn't getting as big of pops, maybe his merchandise wasn't selling as well. You go, okay, man, it's maybe to you know time to to flip them. They could have waited a couple of months, and then like when he did the turn, because then he turned like in the middle of it, he turned back face, and then turned heel again to join the yeah. alliance. I'm like, maybe you could have waited for have to have him join the alliance, and that could have been his turn, and that yeah. would have been different. But I, I think he would have been facing that too. It's just timing. Yeah. Timing, you know. It's like, just like with Ric Flair. Nobody wanted to boo Ric Flair at a certain point. Like you can make him heel or face, but well, people was, aren't going to boo Ric Flair. It was also the same thing with Daniel Bryan when he was hot. Yeah. Um, you know, during the Yes movement and all that kind of stuff, the, the the Fed was just like trying to you know beat down the, the flame. Where it's like, yo, man, like this isn't a flame. This is a goddamn you know brush fire that's going on. Yeah. And they're trying. You know, they're out there with goddamn you know towels trying to like you know, cover it up, but it just wasn't working. Yep. And, uh, you know, finally they were like, all right, let's just go with it. And it's like, good. That's the, that was the good decision. Yeah. So it's just about timing. I yeah. think with a lot of stuff. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's about it, man. I say, I saw, we actually got a few questions we have about four questions. Let's this do week. These questions. And I appreciate you guys, uh, giving us these questions. Also, pri- actually prior to while you're looking up the questions. Yeah. Let's get this over. Uh, I have a show on Monday, July 5th. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I said it, Monday, July 5th. And no, it's not Monday Night Raw. It is a show at a local bar down in Pacific Beach. It's called Mavericks. For all you people that are uh, over the age of 30, like myself, it used to be the old PB Bar and Grill. But uh, so... I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's like a, it's not like a can of pro show or a level up. I don't know. It's it's just, but it's the level up people. Full spectrum. Let's go full spectrum. Okay, that's what the uh, actual like umbrella company is. Uh, is uh, holding a show there on Monday, and I got the card, and I was actually uh, really impressed by this card. It's uh, gonna be a good time. So anybody that wants to go, it's at Mavericks Beach Club, and that's at eight sixty Garnet Avenue, San Diego, California. The show will be from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and the card is always subject to change. And let's go over this card. And I don't know what the order of this card is, but here it is. We have a uh, triple threat with Leo Canelo. Uh, he's going to be uh, going up against Sexy Fab and Reptilio in a triple threat. That'll be uh, interesting. Then the next one, we have uh, DTF, Darren Troy Fable versus The Rebel Storm. Ugh. <laughs> and uh another match uh the enterprise that consists of jackson calhoun and sweet robin shaw they'll be going up against a team of hunter freeman and judiz and then next match will be uh, michael hops with his uh with his boy uh any in in a versus ruby ray so that'll be an inter- intergender match i wonder what ena's like title is That'd be sweet. He's just like, if Hops is like, no, it's just my boy. I don't know. That'd be a different take on a manager. He's like a hype man, I guess, kind of. That's no, that's good though. You should call him my boy. That's my boy. It was accompanied by my boy. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. But anyways, uh, next match will be uh, Jordan. Oh, this is another triple threat. Uh, Jordan Cruz versus J2 Juan Matatoli versus Ray Rosas. That'd actually be pretty good. Oh, wow. I think Ray will probably bring something really nice to that match. So good for him. Now, here's a, a tag team match, but I'm not sure who this is. It's the, the team right here is called Top Two. 
And I don't know who that is. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, and they're going to be going up against Doomfly, which is the tag team of Eli Everfly and Delilah Doom. It doesn't say their names, who they are? No, it just says top two, which I don't know what that means. Interesting. All right. And then uh, here's my match. Guess who I'm working with? You've named all the people I could guess. Um <laughs> I give up. Well, this man is a uh he's holding a, a title in a uh fairly big promotion. I'm giving you clues right now. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to I I honestly uh I'm trying to think of a Oh, is it Hammer? It's my boy Hammerstone. He's coming out to San Diego. So I'll be working uh, Alexander Hammerstone. By the way, did you see the new jacket he has? No. All right, let me show you this bad bitch. I might have seen it though, dude. I uh, so he uh, he put out a picture of this. It's a, an old school jacket. It looks like uh, remember the you know the Eddie and Eddie and Ray jacket mm -hmm. of them like from Halloween Havoc. Yeah, it looks like this. Look at this bad motherfucker. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's fantastic, right? Um, I saw that and I immediately hit him up like, dude, that jacket is tits and he was like hell yeah he's like dude i guess mlw hooked him up with it and they're gonna be selling it that's cool yeah man it's awesome but uh anyways yeah i'll be working uh hammerstone on uh july 5th better watch out for that finisher <laughs> so yeah that'll be fun by the way july 4th is my birthday oh so maybe this will be my, my this will be my birthday party that's, that, that's, does the show have a name? I missed that part. I was looking at the... the I don't know. No, they're supposed to be releasing a, a promo flyer for it, but we, it hasn't come out yet. Maybe it's Mike Camden's birthday party. There, It could be that. It could be that. And that's why you're in the main event. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in the main event. I'll at, the en at the end of the show, Hammerstone can throw you into a giant cake. <laughs> and then that could be how you end He it. could easily grill oppress me and throw me into a... a a uh, cake. I'm just giving sure. you guys ideas, the listeners. The only thing is, I don't know if I want to sacrifice my nuts because Hammer, when he gorilla presses you, he that's that's his uh, that's his base. Mm. That's his base right there. Is your nuts based off the nickname of this podcast? It's pretty big base. At least he's very uh, he's very honest about it. He goes, "You want me to do that to you?" Because the last time he did it to me, he was like, "Dude, I don't know, man. I might grab your nuts." And I'm like, "Just don't grab my nuts." And he's <clears> fine. And uh, anyways, he 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 puts me up, and he just. Gets all, all, all ball sack, and I just I'm up, I'm up above him, going, put me down, put me down, put me down, and uh, <laughs> and that wasn't a sell job, folks. It was not. It was not. But anyways, so that I'm looking forward to that, man. It's gonna be a fun day. I guarantee it. It's gonna be a fun day. That's cool. A Monday, July fifth. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to uh, questions. I believe. All right. right? So, yes. So the first question is on Instagram. It's from Knight Azc six six six. He asks, "When are you going to put a giant handprint on Remy's chest again?" Uh, Remy, who? Marcel or Remy Morgan? There's two Remys. Well, this is from I believe Nightmare Azteca. No. Yes. Let me see. Let me see what we got here. You would know better who it is if you looked at it. Uh, let me see the 
because, I mean, hey, I'm down to wrestle uh, Remy Marcel anytime. Uh, Remy Morgan, I could basically do that whenever I want. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're talking about Remy Marcel or Remy Morgan. Well, is there a Remy that you put a giant hamper on their chest? I don't know. Maybe. You just you beat up so many people, you don't know. Yeah, I, I don't forgot. Know. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, hey, man. I'll wrestle either of those guys. You mean, you know, put a handprint on their chest? I got it, man. So next time they're booked against me, that then that's my answer to you. Yeah. All right. What else? We All got? right. So next one's from Mix Mutt. I think we already answered this question, but it was so long ago that I think we can ask it again. What wrestler do y'all think have the coolest looking tattoos? Uh, Orton's got some cool ones. Yep. Um, dude, real talk. Real talk. Back in the day. The Goldberg tattoo, the tribal, yeah, shit was over. Very iconic tattoo. Yeah, right? man. Everybody thought that shit was sick back in the day. Now you look at it and you go, "That's cheesy as fuck." Yeah. But the thing is, back in the you know 1998, yeah, about right. that. Yeah, it's around when you got that. Shit was fire. Yep. Like you saw that tattoo and you were like, "That shit's sick, dude." Same with the original Brahma Bull. Yeah. Like, dude, back in the day, that shit was sick, man. It was like, like it was like very uh, signature tattoos on those guys, so you knew, like, it, you know, it became like their their logos. Yeah, and I'm still upset that the Rock covered up the original Brahma Bull. By the way, I just, you know, there's just some things you don't do in this world, and you don't cover up the Brahma Bull. Do you consider it a sin? No, a tattoo sin. No, uh, no. I just, as a wrestling fan, yeah, from the Attitude Era. You know, when The Rock covered up the Brahm Bull, you were like, yo, dog, that's my childhood you're covering up. So, uh, let's see. But anyways, Goldberg had his tattoo was sick back in the day. Uh, the Brahma Bull was cool. Orton um, has got cool tattoos, especially like when he was young. Remember, he just had like a, a couple tattoos on his arms and then he went full sleeve. Yeah. Uh, the sleeve looks really cool. Uh, Batista had sick tattoos back in the day. Yeah. Rey Mysterio, of course. Yeah, Ray. I mean, when Ray first started, he yeah. was he didn't really have any tattoos, but he uh, he's obviously covered in them now. So yeah, Ray uh, has become a lot more tatted up over the years. Yes. Um, who else had like? Because I don't want to say who had like the coolest. Who had like iconic tattoos? Shawn Michaels. What did Shawn have? That one on his uh, arm. Oh, that's right. Uh, the heartbreak thing. The heart. Yeah, that's a pretty iconic one. Um, Lesnar's tattoo on his yeah. back. Yeah. The, uh, that, cause that, that was there when he first that started. That was there when he first started. The chest one was there when he came back. Yeah. So like, that was like a pretty big tattoo to mm -hmm. have back then. God, who else? Undertaker had good tattoos. He has a lot of them. Yeah. He, but like none of them were really like. No, yeah. You're trying I to think. I couldn't tell you one of them. The only one I really know and remember is the one that said Sarah. Yes. But. And it, that, that, that turns out you can take tattoos off yes it takes a while though because he had took him a couple of years to get that off but yeah they always say that's like the death sentence like getting your significant other or somebody else's name on you i always i always i've never understood that because i'm like yeah like even if you believe that you're gonna be with someone forever you never know something can happen you never know and then you're like oh, i got a tattoo of this person that now hates me on, on yeah. my on my arm like is that strange I, it's so weird to me I always like, uh, I find that interesting. Like, you know, you have like a, a fan, like a divorced, you know, like couple that have like kids together 
and then like something went bad and now they yeah. hate each other and it's like wow at one point you guys were having children together yeah i don't know i hope i never have to go through it uh i you know shit happens but it's just always weird yeah i, th- I don't know it's the stuff that usually happens to end relationships is stuff that people should have noticed all along maybe but like i don't know i don't think that it's necessarily going to happen to everybody yeah let's see who else uh what else was there? Like that's actually that's a good one. You brought up the Shawn Michaels one because I wouldn't have really picked that one, but you're correct. Like I, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Stone Cold, uh, he has his, uh, he has his Texas on like his angle. Yeah, <laughs> just so so badass. Yeah, I can't really think of many other people that have them that are like iconic in my head, like ones that really really stick out. Yeah, I think like you mentioned them, like the Goldberg one, like the. And that's so like so funny like that shows you like where like the late nineties was compared to now. Yeah. Because like the late nineties was like little ones or yeah. like singular ones, you know the tribal one, the Brahma bull, Michael's tattoo, you know. And now it's like just sleeves. everyone has them exactly. Yeah. Like like uh, CM Punk. Yes. You know, actually he's got a lot of like he's got a pretty one, good that ones, are very yeah. recognizable. He's got the the cobra. The cover the Pepsi logo. The Pepsi logo, which is strange, but the man obviously likes Pepsi. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. You know what's funny? Uh, Yuma got that uh, Carl's Jr. tattoo on him. Did he? Yeah. You didn't <laughs> know that? I think I might have known it, but I don't think I've seen... Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. He, they had like a commercial. They made like a commercial out of it. Pretty he's, interesting. Huh? He's very committed to Carl's Jr. It, that is one of the places he... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Arby's. Probably doesn't have an Arby's tattoo yet. I'm so hungry. I could eat at Arby's. That's a Simpsons quote. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, those are like the kind of the tattoos. I, I wish I had like. Yeah, I mean, I think we mentioned mostly everyone that I can think of that had like tattoos that I thought were like memorable. Yeah, back in the day, you didn't really see too many tattoos. Yeah, because you're thinking of like iconic guys from back in the day, like Rick Rude didn't have them. No. Warrior didn't really have them. No. Warrior would have them like painted on. Those aren't tattoos though. Macho didn't have one. Hogan really didn't have one. No. It was like, still, uh, that didn't happen. It was very much like, just focus on the body. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Yeah. Huh. And you all got right. Mike Tyson putting them on his face. <laughs> all right, here we go. Next all right, question. so this one's from Fine Roman. There's two parts, so I'll ask them in part. So the first one is, what advice do you have for talent looking to expand outside of their home promotion, city, state? Uh, if there's any like, okay, let's say you're a brand new wrestler and, uh, you're trying to break out. Yeah. Um, well, your trainer can help you out. Depends on who you, who's your trainer. Yeah. Right. If you have a trainer that has connections to maybe out of state or at certain promotions, definitely hit them up and hopefully they can help you out with that. Um, if there's any kind of, um, if there's any kind of like tryout for a, 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 a respectable company, yeah, go try that out, and you'll meet a lot of people at tryouts from all over the place. Um, I've met, I've met people at tryouts, you know, that I still, I don't, I wouldn't say I, I, I stay in contact with them, but I still am able to contact yeah. them, and you know, they would know who you are if you contact exactly, them. yeah. Um, traveling, just uh, you know, if you are wrestling. Let's say you're at a wrestling school and you have somebody who's established and is working 
out of a you know in, in another state or something like that and uh you want you're looking to to break into that area or break out of the small area that you're in go travel with them even if you're not booked jump in the car travel with them yeah and show up to the to the show introduce yourself to the promoter and always bring your gear because no shows happen all the time it happens all the time and uh or they might just look at you and say hey you look like you, you know you're maybe they're impressed by your look yeah right and uh they're like hey let's see what this guy has and or girl and they maybe have a uh a little uh pre-show match that you get five minutes six minutes so uh yeah man uh if your trainer has contacts, use your trainer. If there's tryouts in areas and, uh, you know, it's a quality company, go try out and uh, travel with other uh, wrestlers that have already made it into that territory or, you know, state and or location, promotion, whatever. And uh, maybe it'll help you out. Yeah. Just be seen as much as you can, right? Be like even if it's on social media, just make sure you're seen. Yep. Not in bad ways, but, yep. you know. Yep. And also, uh, you know, emailing promoters, but do it professionally. Yeah, just, yeah. Or That's emailing or, you know, I don't know. I guess like DMing and, and messaging now is also a way of yeah. doing it. It's yeah. not like the old days where they had to like actually get a VHS tape, edit it with two VCRs and uh, write a hand hand handwritten letter and uh, email or not email, mail it physically yeah. in a package then wait three weeks for it to come back. Maybe see if it got to even you, got to them. And you might not ever even get a, a a response. Nope. Of course, that happens too with emails and messaging and DMing and all that kind of stuff. You might not get a response, but no. hey, you're gonna get rejected a lot in this business. Don't let it get to you. Just keep, you know, trying to get booked. Just keep trying to get booked. Just keep trying to get booked. People always complain about being left on red and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Fucking whoever you're emailing or DMing, they might be super busy. They, they might, might have, have other shit to do. Yeah. They might have other shit to do. Like, you know, it's one of those things where people get all mad about, oh, we got left in red. It's like, all right, well, fucking, do you even know the motherfucker? Do you even know the person? Like, <laughs> yeah. Not a big deal. Completely off the beaten path, but it's kind of relevant. Have you ever heard the story about when Conan called the WWE offices? No. So he called and he kept saying he wanted to talk to Pritchard. And he's like, it's K Dog. K Dog. And Pritchard just looked at the person who told him, he's like, yeah, just tell him to send some tapes or pictures or whatever. Because he, no he, he knows who Conan is, but he didn't know who K-Dog was. <laughs> so he, so Conan thought he big-timed him, when in reality, he's just like, I don't know who K-Dog is. Yeah. Like, but oh, Conan took a big bump last week. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Uh, I didn't see it on Twitter, but I heard him talk about it on the podcast. Okay, he took a spike pile driver. Took a, took a spike pile driver. Good for him, man. Which is good, because I... Last I heard, he was in really bad shape physically. So, well, I think with the COVID stuff, yeah, I think yeah. That was, well, at one point, I think was he was bad. in the hospital, yeah. like his kidneys and stuff. So, it was good to see him there. Good to see he's doing well. So, that's great, man. They should use him more because he's a good promo still. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, all right. So, the second part of Fine Roman's question is: During the Judas interview, you mentioned the pressures that come with being top champion. What were some ways you dealt with it during your run? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Let me see that question again. During Judaism, you mentioned the pressures that come with. I wouldn't say it's like it's not like insane pressure, right? Yeah, you're just your whole. You know, I'm not gonna rack my brain holding a a title for a local indie promotion. Yeah. You know, um, but you do realize, you know, and, and Roman, I, I appreciate you thinking that I had to like <laughs> handle the pressure when really it's just like you feel the pressure, but there's no really like at that level, there's no real like handling of it. Like I'm not doing fucking breathing exercises and shit like that before I go out. Uh, you just, when you do actually get a title, even from a small indie promotion, you start to realize like, Oh, it's a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. Like you're the, you're the person to go to. You are um, expected to kind of be in the main events mm -hmm. and maybe be the high portion of the show. And if you're not ready for that, then you're fucked. Yeah. And what I talk about that is it's like, it's not about like having the most incredible match of the night. It's about making the, the match interesting. Yeah. It's about being interesting the whole time. Uh, being able to improvise. Yeah. On the spot, being able to bring something different to the match or to the show. Because by that point, everyone's going to have seen everything. Everybody's so you're going to have everything. to be original. Everything. Everything's got to be, uh, you know, you can't go out there looking like the green kid holding a title. It doesn't look right. You know, like you need to have like a real packaged product. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, completely polished, but, you know, you need to, you need to have a little bit of experience uh, in the ring. Yeah. And going, hey, like if you ask me right now, like, hey, are you more comfortable in the ring now or, you know, eight years ago of course it's gonna be now man now i've been in the ring with plenty of people and have been in multiple situations multiple times to where i go oh i know how to react to this i know how to do this yeah you need me to get over as a face cool i know how to get over his face you need me to get over as a heel cool i know how to get over his heel um you know you need to to be the champion well i've never held a championship before uh i really don't even know how to get over as a face. I don't really know how to get heel as a heat or heel, heel as a heat, heat as a heel. So it's just, you, you kind of have to know, you have to have experience under your belt. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's good. Answer. It, it, it's something you, you realize like with Julius. Yeah. When he said like, yeah, man, he, he was like, I wasn't ready for that shit. You don't understand it until you actually get the belt. Yeah. And they say, okay, here, this is yours. And you go, okay, cool. Like, what am I supposed to do with this now? Like, how do I make this better? Yeah. You should actually bring something to the belt. Yeah. And when you pass it on, it's better than when you got it. Yeah. And, and that's your kind of goal is when it does pass on, it's a big deal. Yeah. Not just like, oh yeah, finally that fucking belt's off. Yeah. And that's know? why usually younger, like rookies don't get the, the top title. Because yeah, they don't depends. know what they don't know what they're you know they don't know what to do with it. Depends on the promotion. Yeah, some promotions will slap it on the first, you know, slap dick, you know, to, to come into the promotion and and get a get a, get a round of applause. He was a great guy at our school, so here you go. Yeah, so it just you know you you do have to be a a pretty good packaged product when you get the belt. Yeah, if not, you're kind of fucked. You uh you know you got to be witty in there if you're if you're on a promo, you got to be able to talk, you got to be able to improvise on the spot, 
um, handle the crowd. You know, if there's a jack off in the crowd giving you shit and you're the face, you got to be able to kind of shut that guy up. Yeah. Without, you know, without yelling at looking, him. Well, also looking like a jack off yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But uh, I think anybody that has gotten a belt for the first time realizes, like, oh, okay, I yeah. need to be more than, than what I've been doing. So that's about it. All right, so the last question is from Fow. He says, what movie, picture, or video always makes you laugh no matter how often you watch it? It's funny because I have an answer for this with my wife. Mm. My wife, uh, so Katy Perry was on SNL one time, and she got joined uh, on stage or whatever by uh Migos mm -hmm. and I'll show you the clip after we're done recording. It's the funniest shit you've ever seen. Like she embarrasses herself so hard. And I like I don't know if she embarrasses herself, but it's just hilarious to watch. Yeah. She looks like she's completely out of place. And uh she's like uh she's like uh lip syncing yeah. the lyrics of Migos while she, it's just it's so funny. Yeah. If anybody, if you ever watch, like, just go on, like, YouTube and type in Katy Perry SNL Migos, there'll be, like, a little condensed version of it, and it's so fucking funny. Yeah. My wife will cry laughing anytime <laughs> that's 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 on. Um, What do I get a kick out of every time I watch it? I don't know. Well, I, I, I have one. Uh, I posted it on Twitter today. It's a scene in the end of Fast 6 uh -huh. when... Uh, they're all at like this barbecue and the rock is walking up and Tyrese goes, Hey Mia, hide the baby oil to the rock. And the rock completely off the cuff just goes, you better watch that big ass forehead. And then Ludacris just spits out his beer. It's just, it's, you have to watch it. It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. So all right. I'll have to watch fast. I'll just, I have the clip on my phone. I can just show you when we're done. It's, <laughs> but it's so it's, and the only reason that they kept it in is because Tyrese keeps going with it. Uh huh. Right, because Ludacris legitimately spits out his beer, like because it cracked him up. Uh, and Tyrese is just like, "That wasn't funny." Um, I'm trying to think, man. Movies, Spaceballs, Spaceballs. Whenever I watch Spaceballs, I'll still laugh every single time. Rick Moranis is just the greatest. Actually, I just watched that. Major day. League. Major League is a great movie. I'll laugh every time. Me, myself, and Irene. Have you ever seen me myself? I think I Irene? saw it forever ago. I don't think I've ever seen it again, though. That could be Jim Carrey's funniest movie, really, dude. I'm telling you, I am telling you. Yeah, because I I haven't watched any of the movies I thought were really funny since I've been older. Uh huh. Like you know, I watched The Mask and Ace Ventura, but I was younger then, so that was kind of my sense of humor at the time. Yeah. I don't know if if I watched it today, if it would still be funny. Me myself and Irene, I will laugh at every single time it's on. Yeah. Jim Carrey, you hand him a comedic script. He's and great. he will knock it out of the park every single time. And I can only imagine, like, it was, I think that was a Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah, I think so. And I can only imagine, like, them writing that script, handing it to Jim Carrey, and him going, oh, I'm going to run with this fucking yeah. script. Because he probably adds so much more to it, like, improvises himself doing yeah. stuff. Um, but, yeah, I love that. I, I, I think that's one of Jim Carrey's, like, funniest fucking movies. Um, Super bad? You like super bad? Super bad's okay. Yeah, that's good. I I die laughing every time I watch that you movie. You know what's uh, a movie that is so funny? 
that not a lot of people know about or talk about is Bowfinger. I know of it. I don't think I've seen oh, it. I don't think I've seen it though. God. Who's in it? Steve to... Martin and Eddie Murphy. Okay, yeah. Heather Graham. Uh it's one of the funniest movies you'll ever see in your life. I die watching it every single time. It can't be that old then if like Heather Graham is in it. It was probably like, I'm guessing in the two thousands. I believe that was called the Ots. Yes. That's what it's referred to as the Ots. So um uh, yeah, Bowfinger is hilarious. Think, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it, I think that's when people started to kind of turn on Eddie Murphy for a little bit. Because uh, he wasn't really doing because he was doing all those like corny like kitty movies like yeah so yeah. everyone kind of because you know eddie murphy started off very differently than where yeah, he finished you know yeah. uh, the movie came out in 1999 okay so yeah right around the aughts right before the aughts but he uh man eddie murphy kills it in this movie steve martin kills it everybody in this movie murders it and it's so funny like i'm not really a steve martin guy you know like there's a lot of people that like really like him a lot yeah i i i, I because he, I think he, all his stuff that people liked was more from the before we were born. Exactly, it's before my time. Yeah, but um, it's uh, this movie's just hilarious. Yeah. It's just it's like guys like Chevy Chase and people like that, like the, those people from that SNL era. Like that's my mom's generation of people that she liked. Yeah. Whereas I don't even know if there's a generation of SNL that I like really like. Oh man, I, it's the the Will Ferrell time is kind of like has a lot of people I like from it. But for me, it's the Adam Sandler, David Spade, Chris Farley, yeah, Norm Macdonald, Chris Rock, like that group yeah. of people. Which is so funny because, like, apparently they were hated back in the day, like by the SNL uh, fans, like mm-hmm. people that watched SNL because it wasn't the prior group. Yeah, but I thought, man, when I was a kid watching SNL with those guys, I was dying laughing. Yeah, man. dying laughing. I watch SNL today and it's not funny at all. I don't know how. I don't know how I, you feel. I still like. I, I, by the way, that's how you know when you get you're getting old, is when you're watching SNL on Saturday night. You're not watching SNL like uh, DVR. Yeah. Uh, another day, you're watching literally like it live. Do you still watch it live? I, I I watch it now, dog. That's what I'm saying. You still watch it now live? Yeah. I mean, if it's on like on Saturday nights, I'll watch it. I get. Oh, I guess because here it airs at eight thirty, right? Like nine o'clock or ten o'clock. Yeah. Or whatever. Like so that. if it's like eleven thirty on the East Coast, it's eight thirty here. So yeah. yeah, I guess it's. I guess it makes sense that you watch it. Yeah. But like back then, I never watched SNL on the actual time. No. But except for like maybe when I was a really small kid. But like when I was working in the nightclub industry and all that kind of stuff, man, I didn't watch shit because I was, I was constantly working. Yeah. Um. But anyways, that's my group. Like that Will Ferrell group of people too, like they were funny as shit too. But like Adam Sandler yeah. and his boys back in the day on SNL, fantastic. Chris uh, Farley was very underrated. Oh my god! People what think a... Chris Farley was literally just the guy that fell on stuff, but if you watch some of the stuff he did, he's super underrated. And it sucks that he died because well, there was so much more he could have been doing right now that would have been really good. It's also interesting because you hear like all those guys talk about him, like Spade, Sandler, Rock. Yeah, you know all those guys, and they say he was the funniest. Yeah, they all. Yeah, they all he say was, he was much funnier than all of them. And they said he never had. So when you go on SNL, you have to basically kind of write something for yourself. Yeah, or else you're you're just leaving it your your fate yeah. in the hands of the writers, like the actual people that just write. So they all these actors are writing for themselves, trying to get their skits in and stuff like that. And they said Fair, uh, Chris Farley never had to write because the writers were always writing for him. So he was just like, score. 
that's got to be one of the hardest writer's jobs in the world though because you're like if you're writing like what if you have like a like a tom cruise host snl it's like oh, i gotta go to tom cruise and give him these ideas that he's probably gonna shit all over like Who you cares? know or, or no like there i was listening to an interview with michael che who's on there now he's talking about he had to write the gumby sketch when eddie murphy came back i'm gumby Demi. and i'm like man that had to have been so fucking like nerve-wracking before he did it like oh i bet that was actually pretty easy because all you had to do is just bring all these past characters yeah and you go oh i already know i i grew up watching these yeah. characters i can just you know but i don't know if he would have been because i don't know how old he is but i, I don't know if he would have been the generation that would have i mean obviously he'd probably seen it since he's been on snl and he's in sketch comedy i'm sure he's seen it but yeah still it's like man it's there's certain aspects of that where you're like hey you want to do this it's like <laughs> wrestling i guess it's like yeah. you're asking like a Old vet. old vet if you want to do this and he's like eh. do you mind if i do this slam to you yeah if not it's cool if so you know like uh yeah, snl man chris farley i, I watched tommy boy and black gb i feel like it's always on the movie channels yeah so good man that guy yeah. was a, a, a monster a monster when it came to comedy dude i was i was listening to uh i think jim brewer was on howard stern mm-hmm and uh, they they were talking about Chris Farley, and Brewer. I think he was on the cast like prior or after or something. He was like on that. there after. After I think, he, I think he did Joe Pesci. And I yeah, he, Go he Boy and all that. Go Boy, yeah. And he said he like when he was younger, he didn't get Chris Farley. He didn't like he wasn't a big fan of him. Yeah. But then when he was on SNL, Farley came back to host, and he said when he saw Farley go on, you know. uh, stage or mm. you know whatever he, he was blown away yeah he was like this guy took over the scene like he he took over the stage like he's a monster like he's a he's a presence and he said like right then he goes okay i get it now yeah like this guy is a force i think that's how it happens to most people i think if you just see a couple of things where he's like throwing himself on the table van down by the river like yeah. you think that he's like a one note comedian but like if you actually watch more of his stuff and you watch like tommy boy and stuff you're like oh He's more than that. Like, yeah. and he would have obviously evolved to be even more if he was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man. Like all these like young people that, uh, that, you know, pass away way too early. It's weird. You know, like, I got a question for you. Are you, uh, you know, this, this is, you're a little bit younger than me, mm -hmm. but, uh, this was like a, a big thing back when I was younger. Not a big thing, but it was, you know, one of those things where when, when grunge was taking over, right? Yeah. Pearl Jam was the first. Like, they kind of came in first, but then Nirvana, like, changed everything. I thought it was the other way around, but you're probably right. No, Pearl Jam actually came okay. out first, and then Nirvana okay. came out and, and uh, you know, but it's just huge. Yeah. So people would be like, well, are you a Pearl Jam or a Nirvana guy? And I don't know what you would answer. I'd probably I like them both. Like I don't know if I'd have a specific okay. one I prefer. I liked I was I was a Nirvana guy. Yeah, I mean I, I like I think I like Smells Like Teen Spirit more than I like any Pearl Jam song. Yeah, if that makes sense. I liked Pearl Jam. Yeah, they have good but songs. Nirvana, but, for yeah. some reason, was like, I mean they call like they changed they changed everything. They're still using their songs for movie trailers yeah. in 2020. They, like, they changed everything. But also here's the thing like. And to me, why Nirvana will always be cooler than Pearl Jam is I saw a couple years ago Pearl Jam on TV doing like a show. Yeah. And you're talking about like old men wearing collared shirts. Whereas like back yeah. in the day, Pearl Jam was like 
the like very cool looking kids grunge they're wearing flannel uh you know they're jumping off the stage into the yeah. crowd and all that kind of stuff but now you're looking at them and you go oh man pearl jam got old yeah you know whereas nirvana will always have that edge because they they never were able to do more kurt cobain will never get old yep um dave, and I, Grohl, and I, dave Grohl will but that's yeah you know. yeah but i'm talking about like you know Nirvana. i know what you're saying yeah um, and I'm not saying like this is the you know, I think it sucks that Kurt Cobain, you know, died very young. I think 26, 27. Yeah, he's very young. And you know, it's it, it's can, it, 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 it you know he, it was a suicide. Yeah. But some people have some theories that maybe that suicide wasn't. There was way too many young we, deaths of musicians during that time. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Well, this is the thing. Like that I don't know. There was a Rolling Stones cover of um of kurt cobain like i don't know if you've ever seen it before like he, there was a, a, a picture of his face on the on the cover of rolling stones and i think this might have been after like when he uh when when he he passed away but that image will always be who kurt cobain is yeah he'll never be an old man yep he'll never be uncool it'll always be kurt cobain 26 years old right so yep Kids nowadays can look at that and go, oh, man, that guy looks cool. Yeah. The music's cool, all that kind of stuff, right? Whereas if you showed them Mick Jagger yeah. and the Rolling Stones, they'd be like, uh, I can't relate to that yeah. guy. You know, Because for all you know, Nirvana could have kept going, and then all of a sudden it could have turned more poppy. Maybe. And then that would have turned into like, you know. And also look at this. Jimi Hendrix also died when he was like 26, 27, yeah. right? We'll never be uncool. Yep. We'll never be uncool because you never see old older pictures of of jimmy uh, jimmy hendrix so any kid nowadays yeah. can listen to that music and go oh that's who wrote it you know like it's a it's a young person you know like they always I, yeah. oh cool you know like plus it's jimmy hendrix right yeah incredible music same thing with janice joplin you know died way too young but by them and i'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying tupac biggie all that stuff yeah and I'm not saying it's right. You know, I'm not saying it's 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 a good thing. I'm saying this is how I think this is my theory on how it works out that they will always remain yeah. popular because they got you know obviously yeah. their life ended way too soon, and also they will never be old. Yeah. So they will always be cool because they're young. There's no, there's no old pictures. There's always young pictures. Yeah. Um, and Chris Farley, I think I think falls right into that. You know, like it's a funny guy, and knowing that like he he might have had he might have done greater things yeah but he also might not have he could be literally what adam sandler is right now what's that where he just shows up in grown-ups three and dude just does random shit like that could be that could have been him adam sandler's making his own rules oh adam sandler adam sandler has netflix pay for him to go do a movie in hawaii yep just so he can go on a vacation with his family yep that's that's a baller move and he takes all of his friends yeah Sick. There's a Netflix movie with David Spade where they just go to Hawaii for like a business trip or something. Adam Sandler's not in it, but his production company made it. So I bet Adam Sandler was there. Yeah. But yeah, David Spade just got to go to Hawaii. Like Adam Sandler's changed in the game. Yeah. But the, and I think that's kind of what Farley would have been. Like maybe. Unless he decided he wanted to be become like a serious actor or something. Yeah. But maybe. who knows what would have happened with that. Yeah. Chris Farley, man. God, it was so funny. So funny. Anyways, how do we get on this rant? Uh, it was just about things that we thought were funny. Oh yeah, clips, movies. I pictures. could watch like old clips of like Chris Farley and yeah. always die like that. That the the living in a van down by the river. Yeah, very that, funny. It's one of the funniest sketches you ever seen. Christina Applegate is like losing it. Yeah, 
during the scene. They're doing the whole trick where they put their hand over their face. David Spade is losing it. It's so funny. I feel like Chris Farley was like that guy who was like, I'm going to make you guys all lose it. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to make, cause that was like the thing with SNL is don't break, you know, don't crack, don't break character, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when you got that motherfucker in a scene with you, yeah. how can you not, you know, how could you not laugh your fucking ass off? You know? And if you can break Christina Applegate, yeah, I don't know if any of you young people remember, but Christina Applegate is a monster when it comes to acting. Like she grew up acting. She was on one of the funniest shows of yeah. all time, married with children. And he cracked her yeah. during a scene. Like she, she is a very experienced. She's still incredible. Have you watched that show she has on Netflix? No. The one with, uh, I forget the other girl's name, but she was like, she was on freaks and geeks. I forget her name. No idea. But it's, it's a, it's a really good show and she's really good in it. Really? So yeah, dude, she, do you remember how hot Kelly Bundy was back in the day? Oh yeah. They, they had the whole, every time she walked in the room, it was the whistling. Yep. Yep. You know, stuff that probably people would frown upon today. I know. But like, no, that was like iconic. That whole show was iconic. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah. One of the greatest shows of all time. I can still watch that show whenever it's on and be thoroughly entertained. And it's crazy that somehow uh, Ed O'Neill was on a show that was almost just as popular or more popular. Uh, is that Modern Family? Modern Family, yeah. yeah. So like people like ask, now people ask like what, who's more, like what character do you, synonymize him him with more oh al bundy now yeah most people most people our age will say al bundy yeah younger people will say his character armando family because he was funny on that show too i never watched I never but he literally plays character. kind of the same character just toned down a, a peg yeah and he doesn't hate his wife dude that's uh kathy siegel uh katie seagal katie seagal yeah another monster man very good actress too monster she's she was so good in that role yep. of of uh, Peg Bundy. She was good on Sons of Anarchy too. I didn't watch that, but I, I, I she's done a lot of stuff actually. Yeah, she's done a lot, like her. Yeah, she's done that, and uh, I think she's on another. She, I mean, she, she's on Futurama. She's on Futurama. I know she's now she's of, on the Roseanne spinoff show. Oh, the Connors. She, the Connors. Yeah, really? she's like Dan's new love interest or whatever. So she's on, yeah, she does like everything. She does a lot of voiceover stuff too. Yeah, if you ever and like hear some some commercials, you're like, dude, that's yeah. Peg Bundy. And she's not young either, but no. she doesn't look it. She doesn't she's, look how old she is. Yeah, like she's fantastic. Yeah. Man. Fuck. All right. Um, is that it for the questions? Is that, that is it for the questions. All right. I appreciate it guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Show's coming up. We got the, uh, Maverick show. We already went over that. So let's, let's, uh, Let's try and uh, pack the house. Let's try and pack the house for that. And then, uh, let's see. I got some other shows coming up, too. Let's see what else we got. Level Up is going to be holding a show. Let me find it. It's called uh, Don't Sweat the Technique. And uh, let's see. I'm, I'm looking for the card right now. I know they, uh, they've been pushing it on the, uh, the interweb. And I'm going to try and find it for you. That way I can tell you what the matches are. And I believe this show is going to be on July 11th. July 11th. That's right. July. It's going to be a Sunday, July 11th. It's going to be uh, behind the Level Up Pro Wrestling School in La Mesa. I think this is your main event. Main event is going to be Michael Hopkins, the MAW. That stands for Most Athletic Wrestler. All right, him and ENA, uh, they're gonna be uh, going against, uh, going up against the champion, 
Guess who the champion is? Is it still Hunter? Yep, from oh, Ground man. Zero. So that'll be, I think that's going to be the main event. John Michael Cena Hopkins. over here. The who? John Cena over here. <laughs> that'll be uh, Michael Hopkins versus Hunter Freeman. They're going to be, uh, I believe that's the main event. What else is going to be going on on here? Let me check these matches real fast. You're going to have a cool guy, Guy Cool, going up against Leo Canetto. That'll be fun. And uh, I know these two, I just wrestled this kid, and then I've been wrestling this kid for a while now. El Primo Genio Tribeca versus Sexy Fab. That'll be happening on that card also. These guys got quite a little feud going on. You're going to have DTF, Darren Troy Fable, going up against the Rebel Storm. Ugh. And you'll have Judiz going up against uh, Jordan Cruz, and I think they're actually wrestling for the Heritage Championship. Yes, I did see that promo battle right. back and forth. And also, you're going to have the Enterprise, Jackson Calhoun and Sweet Robin Shaw going up. Oh! Okay, I know who the top two is. That's uh, Savannah uh, Savannah, and uh, James Brady. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that they. Uh, I didn't know that they they took on that name. Uh, anyway, so this is gonna be a six man tag. It looks like they haven't announced who's gonna be teaming with the Enterprise, but uh, the other team is gonna consist of J two, Juan Matatoli, and the top two, uh, Savannah and James Brady. So cool, man. And Remy Morgan will be there. And yeah, that's it. That's I think that's about all the the matches. I think I'm on that show too. I think I'm on that show. Maybe you're the surprise third person. He's the third member. Oh my God. Yeah, I'll be on that show. What else I have? Uh, let's see. July 10th. I believe we're having Canna Pro again at Ember, uh, Ember Dispensary in La Mesa. So July 10th, Canna Pro, Ember Dispensary in La Mesa. And then uh, on July 11th is that level up don't sweat the technique show july 5th we have that maverick show i think that's about it i'll have right now wrestling's back wrestling's back wrestling is back i think that's about it we have anything else, anything else to talk about we do we do yeah you oh, wanted you to want say something you want to say something you before we go now? off might as well all right well so um next week will be the last episode of the hogs and pod you know uh, things are, uh, I'm, I'm getting busy again. I'm getting busy and, uh, this doing this podcast takes time <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, it kind of just hasn't like really, uh, when, when, when I, when Devin and I first started this thing, it was kind of to do it together and help, uh, promote shows that we were getting booked on upcoming and having our friends on and all that kind of stuff. And obviously the world, uh, you know, had a rough 2020 and yeah. things changed. And since then, you know, I appreciate, you know, Adam stepping in and helping us out. Uh, I appreciate Ted helping us out. It's just, um, it's, you know, I'm actually pretty excited. Like after t this is episode 72. Yes. And then next week will be 70. That's 73 episodes. Yeah. That's and, a lot. And who knows? Maybe one day you decide you want to do it again. Yeah. It's not, it's not like it's it's not like we're definitely saying goodbye, but you know, it's more uh, than likely it's the last episode. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We might 
come back yeah. down the road. I don't know. Maybe we might go, hey, one more run, brother. Yeah. But I just, uh, I'm getting busy with, uh, you know, my, my regular life. And uh, yeah, man, it's, 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 like I said, man, 73 episodes, that's not bad. Yeah. I think a lot of podcasts maybe make it three or four and then they stop with no real yeah. explanation. And the point of this podcast wasn't for you to just sit by yourself basically with me and talk about whatever. But you've been pretty awesome. Yeah, but you you know, the point was to sit around with Devin and talk with Devin. Yeah. And I don't think it's any secret at this point. I think most people know Devin is no longer a resident of California. <laughs> so I do not think that Devin will be returning to the podcast. Yeah, and, and the thing is like I'm not a fan of Zoom. Yeah. Or uh, you know, FaceTime podcasts. You know, I like to be in person and yeah, man. But I, you know, we'll we'll do next week, and yep. then uh, and then we'll ride off into the sunset. And like I said, if we come back, we come back. Yeah. If not, hey, man, it was fun. It was a nice little run. I mean, you've kind of been on here for a while now. I think I've probably did more episodes than Ted did. I think I came here around the twenties, and now we're in the seventies. So damn. I feel I, I'm like really like happy that we've done like this many episodes. Yeah, that's a should. lot. There, you know. The thing with wrestling podcasts is I don't think people realize this, but the ones that are famous and go past like 50, 60 episodes, those guys start making money off the podcast at a certain point with advertisements <laughs> and stuff. That's why they keep doing it. That's why Conrad Thompson has like 70 podcasts. He gets paid for all of them. Yeah. So and like, he's also got a pretty good chunk of change prior to that too. Yeah. He, he's a real estate guy. Yeah. So like he already was pretty well off and now he's adding all that to it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like to continue to do it weekly, it's like it becomes a chore yeah, and there's I never, some weeks where we don't even know what we're going to talk. We just sit here and we're like, "What are we going to talk about?" Yeah, like yeah, that's also a thing. Like always, yeah. like trying to like come up with material to talk about, and you're just like, "Ugh, I don't know what I'm going to do." We've already you've already interviewed Dominic twice, like three times, I three believe. times. So yeah, we we could get Dominic on again, but yeah, you know, we could get Chris Terry on again, but how many times can we repeat the same guests? You yeah. know what I mean? And believe me, man, I I, I wish I would have loved to have more people come on and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is. You and I both have, you know, lives. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're like, we're, it's a, it's a Tuesday at one thirty, or actually it's, well, it's 345 now, but it's hard to get guests on when, yeah. you know, you're doing it at this time. Cause we, we've done the late night stuff Yeah, and that's tough. That's even tougher. Yep. You know, it's, it's tough. Like talking at like seven o'clock at night on a Tuesday night. And, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. And like a month from now, month or two from now, I'm going to probably have a job too, which would make it even more harder to get like a specific day. Yeah. If I don't know what my days off are going to be like, if I'm work, if my days off are only the weekends, then we can only do it on the weekends, but you're usually wrestling. So yeah. Oh, well, oh, but anyways, well. we'll have next week's episode. Um, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about because we're, we'll have the Maverick show. Yep. And, uh, hey, it's my birthday weekend. I'm turning 39. Jesus fucking Christ. You're a young man still. No, I'm not. Uh, if you want to be optimistic, you're, you've are you got 60% of your life left. <laughs> it's funny, man. Like, right before the, the match this, this uh, past Sunday at Global Lucha Libre, I'm just hanging out, you know, in the back. And all of a sudden, my knee, my left knee starts, like, having a little bit of like of like uh i don't know if it, i can't say it's pain yeah 
but like there's like a nagging something in there that, that, so i tore my M, uh, my mcl in this yeah in this knee back in 2015 and every once in a while i'll just have like you know a little something happen to my knee where i'm just like what the hell man so like my knee hurts right now my ankle is constantly hurting yeah i have for some reason i have a tingling in my left arm i don't know why like every once in a while it'll like tingle and like just falling asleep maybe yeah but I'm, I'm but i'm wide awake so it's like i'm just getting beat up like with this you know like getting older as we speak and the wrestling and it's just yeah it, it's starting to like take over like a real toll on my body <laughs> i'm just like counting like the injuries while i'm just do you know what the, the most dangerous part of my day is waking up in the morning and getting dressed for work uh putting on my shorts or like you know like my pants because man sometimes i'm just like i have my balance is just not there <laughs> and i like there's a good chance that i might fall while i'm yeah. putting on like my pants or my shorts and I'm, i swear to god it's the most dangerous part of my day you better watch out i woke up a couple weeks ago and the ball of my foot hurt from just sleeping and i'm like well, i don't know how that happened yeah she's aging man. and i'm trying to do like everything i can like i've uh you know i don't work out as much as i used to mm -hmm. you know i used to do like two a days and I, I started noticing like my body would just like fatigue like, yeah. a lot. Like throughout the, the week, my I would just my recovery would just be, you know, worse and worse. And all of a sudden I have to go wrestle that weekend. And I'm like, God, I don't you know, I feel like shit. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what's going on? Well, obviously I probably shouldn't be doing two days anymore. Yeah. You know, like, your body just doesn't recover as fast as it used to be. I think Devin just should have done more in your matches. Or that. He should have just listened to you saying I'm fatiguing and said, All right. Or that. I'll step in, Mike. This is more of my singles run. Oh, okay but um it's just you know like i've had to like adjust my my workouts and like all like i went and did muay thai last night and i swear to god i must have burned like two thousand calories because like the heat the humidity where we were like doing a whole bunch of stuff and now it's like i need to like go do yoga today like 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 a workout that's like yeah. a good workout but it's a lot more uh less intense yeah right it's more just like a relaxing like recovering day so yeah man it's just nuts and i guarantee you there's like 25 year old kids going like oh he's just being a pussy and it's like fuck you i think they all say that and then they get to this age exactly. and they go oh yeah i should have listened exactly you don't know shit like if mike feels this way and if obviously everyone's seen what mike looks like if mike's feeling this way you better just make sure you're in even close to the shape he is. Well, no, it's, it's, it's about like taking care of your body. It's about taking care yeah. of your body. And I'm doing the best that I can, but it's still like, I feel like it's not enough, man. Like, you know, the wrestling just catches up to you. Yeah. Just, but I think, I think everybody feels that way. Everyone feels like they're not doing enough. I think. Nah, maybe, maybe. But anyways, anyways, next weekend will be the last episode for the time being. Like I said, we might, Again, in the, in the future, we might bring it back. You know, who knows? For all we know, Devin could move back to San Diego. Adam could make a career out of podcasting, and we have a sweet studio set up, and we all sync time to go do yeah. it. And by the way, this is very, uh, this is very if. This is a very, this is a best case scenario. Best case scenario, scenario. yes, yes. But uh, yeah, man. I but I have to say, it has been pretty fun doing this podcast. Uh, I agree. You know, but. It just is coming to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can, I can keep it going. But like I said, I'm impressed that we've done 73, that we will have done 73 yeah. episodes by the time this is all set. And only really missed, I think, maybe three weeks in total. Like I think there's maybe a couple weeks we skipped. Something like that, yeah. yeah. 
But, uh, you know, and I wish we could have had, like, you know, I wish we could have had, like, Duke back on. I wish we could have had, like, I'm talking, like, in person. Yeah. I wish we could have had Devin here in person, all that kind of stuff. But that's just, hey, that's how it worked out. Oh, well. Oh, well. But I do appreciate people that listen. Yes. To keep listening. I appreciated it. Thank you very much. And I, I do think it's fun, man, when I go, like, to a show and people talk to me about, the, you know, like, hey, I listen to the podcast. Like, yeah. Uh, Awesome, man. I, I appreciate that you think that I'm interesting enough to to listen to me for about an hour and a half, uh, you know, once a week. So I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. And with that, I guess we're all done for this for this episode. Am I correct on that? That's about it. Unless Adam has anything he needs to get in there at all. I got nothing. Any bookings? I got a, a show on July 25th, but that's a while away. Is that, is that for the uh, rest, West Coast? That's West Wrestling Coast Wrestling Company. Company. I think I know what the match is going to be, but it hasn't been announced, so. I won't say it. All right. Don't worry about it. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios.